You're listening to the We Talk Nerd Podcast, a podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. And uh, we've had a lot of stuff go on this week, so we'll go ahead and just start out with Andrew and see what he's been up to. A lot of a lot of administration on the Discord side, getting some stuff ready for some new uh, some new games like Monster Hunter and what, what is it? Sea of Thieves, of course. Yeah. But of course, you don't want to. It's it's in a month or two, right? Right, Rob. Yeah, you got it. But the beta's been out, so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we just released like an arc part. I know someone was interested in starting up an arc server, which I'm really interested in too. And a little bit of Destiny 2, obviously. And I've been playing too much, I think, of Breath of the Wild. That game is it's, it's just good. so good. It's, it's it's obviously the game of the year. Maybe even for me, game <laughs> game game best game ever. Like you want to go back so and like good. redo your lists from a couple episodes back and put that one I up do. the top. <laughs> I do. <laughs> my my like a couple of couple of years or last year I should have been the most anticipated game of 2018. For me, it's Breath of the Wild. <laughs> It's a fun game, really. Yeah. It's it's crazy how in depth it is. It's so good. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Cool, cool. What about you, Rob? What you up to? So I've been uh, thieves. <laughs> yeah, we'll I've get been, into that okay. a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I got back in a little bit of board game action this week. Um, oh, yeah. Playing nice. Charterstone, the cool stuff incorporated published um, legacy game that I've been harping on, guys. It's it's a really solid game. Uh, village building um backstabbing um with all these cute little meeples so it's uh been a lot of fun and a lot of um a lot of being uh mischievous so it's a uh something i would definitely recommend looking into um i was also talked into playing a little bit of uh rainbow six siege oh. i was surprised at just how fun that is um you know i've had it in my library for a while thought it was okay didn't really have anyone to play it with found a little group that's actually doing it regularly so um i'm into it it's pretty fun um we'll see how long i stick with it but it's at least it's not going totally to waste in my in my backlog yeah um, they're doing some interesting things with like the different seasons this is what season three now or year three something like that yeah i believe so all i know is they're all players i can't afford uh, all the <laughs> all the new uh uh agents they're all uh very expensive so right now i'm still trying to stock up on the the, the cheap ones so uh, I, I haven't really ever played or looked into this game, but it kind of sounds like it's gone like with the League of Legends route with having like quote unquote champions that you can pick from, but like in an FPS setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have uh, different agents with different abilities and, you know, it, it could be something to the effect of like they're good with uh, explosives to they're good with guns to they're good with, you know, melee combat. There, there's a whole bunch of different options there. So um I've only played for just a little bit, but it's been fun. So hopefully I'll have more to report on it because um, I do enjoy playing it. Um, I was also dragged into uh, Breath of the Wild. I was inspired by Andrew uh, getting back into it. And I wrestled the Switch away from my wife uh, for a couple hours to be able to play. <laughs> and yeah, that game is uh, a lot of fun, which I knew. I uh, just haven't been able to really get into it. So I think the um, the ultimate sacrifice might have to occur. Uh, there may be. We may be a two switch household. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay. It may come down to that. <laughs> I haven't and actually a little game finished the game yet. Thieves. A little game called Sea of Thieves. Been playing the beta there. So uh that launched this morning around uh seven AM Eastern Standard. I was there at seven oh one and uh joined in a group and had a great time. Um got a bit more to talk about. You know, it's not all roses, but uh 
I think there's a lot of promise there. Cool. I can't wait to hear about that here in just a minute. But uh, I know before the show, I talked about this with you, Rob, and you wanted to hear a little bit about it. But I've been playing a game called Subnautica. I don't know if Andrew, if you've, if you've heard about it. I've heard about it, yeah. Yeah, this game has been in early access for, I think, three years now. Um, and I've, I haven't heard about it until just this week. Uh, it launched, I believe, yesterday. Today being Wednesday, I think it launched yesterday. Um, so, but it's a game that I've looked, I looked into, uh, what the original release looked like. And it's a game that's progressed a lot. Uh, unlike games like PUBG, where you don't see a lot of change in the, uh, early access. This one had a lot of changes. Can you tell me about the game? Like, really, what's what's it about? Like, what's the story? Because I'm I'm interested in because my favorite yeah. my favorite streamer like Kill Carnage wants yeah. to stream, and I'm kind <laughs> of I'm just kind of interested in whether if I'm gonna play because if I'm gonna play it, I don't really watch the playthrough. So, um, I actually found out about it through Kill Carnage and watched him play a little bit of it before I was like, okay, I gotta jump in on this too. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's a survival game. Uh. You know, it's sort of like a lot of these games that have their roots in Minecraft, where it's go get resources and build. But it, um, it's you know, it's all un- it's on a water. It's not all underwater, but it's a water planet that your ship crashes on, and you start in just a life pod, and you have to kind of repair your life pod, and then start crafting tools to further your, uh, I guess, your survival. And then the story progresses through there. I don't want to spoil a whole lot because it's cool, but uh. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're afraid of the ocean and what might lie in the deep parts of the ocean, it's probably a horror game for you. But for others, it's probably a fun survival game, maybe even a trip to the beach or something. But yeah, yeah it's really fun to like. By... Yeah, I was Go just going to say, you're really not kidding about the uh, the deep water there. I heard oh, yeah. I saw <laughs> on the stream, it was like 900 meters. That's yeah, insane. It's, it's crazy. And the sea creatures are very large and very menacing. There's no Nemo in this ocean. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's cool you get to craft all these cool subs so you're not like you get to build a base so you get to customize a base and have it underwater which is cool but like you also get to build submarines which is I think that's kind of like a drew me into it a lot because I like the kind of craft I'm like little crafties that's pretty cool yeah I saw the dive suit that looked pretty cool the uh, what's mm-hmm. it called the prawn suit yeah the prawn it's sort of like a mech so yeah you got subs and you have it as well but the only thing I think it's lacking is combat but i mean i don't know maybe it's uh it's not meant you're not meant to fight you're meant to run and survive because you're not going to fight any sea creature they're going to instantly kill you and the mean ones anyway but yeah it's fun i recommend it if you like survival games i would uh, recommend playing it but uh, speaking of games are releasing sooner i want to go ahead and jump into sea of thieves i want to hear about that rob Sure. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned, I, uh, hopped on, uh, pretty early today, um, to get in, uh, before work. Um, I, I was playing by myself. I didn't have any, um, any other, uh, party members or anything. So I hopped into a looking for group and I paired up with four other guys or actually three other guys. And, um, they were all pretty talkative and really it seemed like, you know, fans of the alpha. Um, so it was really good to be able to see, um, some people, some experience and they, uh, they introduced me some things I had not seen before. So one of them broke out a sniper rifle. I don't think that's available in the alpha, but I was really surprised to see it in the, uh, in the beta. 
So you could essentially stand on your ship and snipe pirates on other ships from quite a distance away. Pretty... Is this like a, a mounted sniper rifle, or like was no, this guy running uh, across the length of the no, ship? It's like your your Car ninety eight, huh? Your uh, your PUBG type of sniper rifle. It's got a little uh, cracked, um, you know, viewfinder uh, scope, and um, you can uh, they they were sniping uh, skeletons on the beaches from huh. a distance as we were sailing up, which that in itself is a game. Um, just trying to go through and and pilot you know this huge because i was a galleon um ship that we got onto and mm-hmm. i have no ne- you know i piloted the small one by myself during the alpha i didn't have anyone else to play with so for for this it was like going from driving a minivan to a mac truck so <laughs> trying to make this move you know close to the island without ramming into it was uh pretty interesting yeah the, sh- the ship's pretty responsive to like the waves and such isn't it yeah, it really is. Um, the way the environments are pretty impressive because open water um, will have some really high waves, and it'll you know it'll hit against the side of the ship and, and really direct you in different ways. So you know, just because you sit there and point north, you might end up looking down and seeing, okay, I'm headed east or northeast now, um, just based upon you know everything that's going on around you. So you really have to watch out for everything that's going on, and it really is a team effort just to be able to get around. So now that you talked about sniper rifle. Is that like a, uh, do you have to craft that or is it just something like in your tool set off the bat? So you, you can pick it up. Um, you can, you can buy it early on. Um, I'm not exactly sure how he got it because we were already out the sea and he broke, he broke it out and I was like, where'd you get that from? So I was, uh, I was left behind. I did not get to shoot one of my own. Um, but in the game to give a little bit more clarity about how you actually start off and, and, how this game drops you in is that everyone pretty much has the same equipment starting off. There is some progression that seems to be related to cosmetics. So for instance, you start off with a, with a rusty shovel and some, you know, some beat up gear. Um, As you go along, you can buy nicer gear and, you know, more impressive shovels and better, you know, instruments, um, you know, accordions and, and hurdy gurdies. Does that Um, like, does better equipment affect like, if I have a rusty sword compared to my Bryce, my my nice uh, bright shining sword, is that going to affect how many times I can stab a shark before it dies? Not in the beta, not yet. Um, it really seems like it's more for um, so that the the playing field is level, and really it's just more of a status symbol, being able to show off that they have it. So, you know, for people that might be thinking, okay, I'd really like an RPG element to it, I don't think you're going to find that in this game. So. That can what you, be problematic. What you will find is just basically a lot of a lot of exploring. That's why I've been watching the streams. Mm-hmm. A lot of exploring. There is a leveling system though. With there the, is. yeah, with the vendors, which I'm sure you get into. I'm more intrigued about about that too. So that's cosmetics mainly. Um, that's where you get your golden shovels and your your platinum shovels and everything else. Um, I forgot the exact word for it, but basically it's like a gold level that you progress. So mm-hmm. the more gold you earn, the more it stacks up. So by the time I was done today, I was about a level five uh, pirate. Do you um, spend this gold? Do you drop levels? No, no. It's okay. it's all it's all the progression of earning it uh, increases your levels. Okay. So and then the more levels you have, the more gold you get. Because I assume the the missions get harder, or the difficulty, or it's not the, not the difficulty, but the gold rewards get higher. Yeah, yeah, tying it back in. So when you start off, uh, you don't have anything to your name. You really are just walking around looking for anything to do. And they are there are free maps you can get that will take you to a 
basic level um, treasure chest. And then once you've recovered that and you brought it back to port, you turn it in, you get your rewards and everything else. After you've done that a few times, you now have enough money for uh, better maps with more impressive gear. Um, they're obviously more difficult and, and higher level to Andrew's point. Very cool. I like mm -hmm. that. I've been I've yeah. been watching a lot of streams lately, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun with friends. I mean, solo. You're you're a pirate. You're a lot of to explore. It's a beautiful world. They did really good with the artistry and everything, mm -hmm. and the puzzles and the, the music and everything. It's just you're experiencing it. That's what I was. That's what I was watching. But when you got like four people together and they're just wanting to be pirates, acting like pirates, blowing stuff up. People are boarding their ship and they're just yelling and they. It gets crazy. It's a lot of fun. Um, I saw one one event where this is pretty crazy because you keep gunpowder on your ship, mm -hmm. right? Your, yeah. your galleon. Yeah. But someone, uh, someone in a dinky boat, like came by their ship. They all freaked out. They ran. Then someone boarded their ship, shot the, uh, like ran up to the barrels, shot the barrels, and they sunk. They sunk their whole ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was, it was like this huge event of like one guy basically trolled their entire crew because they got like a couple of chests and then he just blew up the ship and has died too. So this there, stuff, stuff like that can happen. There's going to be hurt feelings in Sea of Thieves. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling too. But it's piratry, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, if anyone is out there listening, I figure we can do a quick public service announcement about the, uh, the Pixel Pub Xbox Club. You know, we're going to be um, kind of uh, recruiting for that, uh, looking to have some people come and play this uh, this beta weekend. And mm -hmm. if you'd like to be part of the Pixel Pub crew and, uh, you know, and collaborate with other uh, like-minded pirates, you could uh, get on and play on the Xbox. Of course, there is cross-platform play. Uh, I think I said that right. And you yeah, can, uh, you can so, play yeah. across not just uh, Xbox, but also Windows 10. I think they the play, anywhere, they play anywhere title exactly. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a play anywhere title. Yep. So yeah, just search if you want to search on your Xbox or you want to search on the Xbox app on your Windows 10 platform. You can just search it within the club area, Pixel Pub. Mm -hmm. And then once and, you, yep, go ahead. Yeah, and for that free advice, I also have some more free advice. Um, as we were playing earlier today, we were realizing that we none of us are sailors and none of us understand uh, nautical terms. So I figured I would just give a quick um, overview for some helpful terms that uh, aspiring pirates can use uh, to not sound like complete idiots out on the open water. So, um, and you know, you can jump in if you if you've heard this. Um, but some basic terms are: the bow is the front of the ship. So you run to the bow if you need to run up to the very front of it. In other words, with the way you'd be sailing. The aft is the back of the ship. So now that you have the front and the back, that's your basically your north and south and relative to yourself being on the ship. You have port side, which is left of the ship relative to the bow. Now, this is important because if you're sitting there and you might be looking towards the back of the ship and someone is looking towards the front and you say go left, meaning you're left, well, that's the other player's right. So uh, save yourself the wrecked ship that I ran into earlier today when someone told me to steer right and I, I steered right into the, uh, the side of a mountain. Now you might say, well, Rob, there's a mountain. How did you, how did you steer right into that? It's funny you ask. There is a gigantic sail right in the middle of the ship. And if you are steering, 
uh, you cannot see past the sail. So you have to rely on your crew members to tell you where things are. Hence why the crow's nest exists. Exactly. Right? So yeah. the sail Land is called the mainsail. <laughs> That's another one for you. So right in the middle of the ship <laughs> is the mainsail. That's your biggest sail. It's the one that provides the most acceleration for your ship. So it gives you the most um, wind um, capturing ability. So uh, whenever you say, okay, hoist the, the big sail, you say hoist your main sails. And then from there, we usually just say, you know, bow or, or aft sails uh, from there. And when we say hoist, that also means pull them up, not drop them down. Uh, one of the reasons we crashed into the mountain is because when I yelled hoist the sails, uh, some people took that as, well, let's drop them and get as much speed as we can. <laughs> When in reality, we really needed to drop anchor and not move it an inch. So hopefully that was helpful for people looking to uh, make a career out at sea. Um, if not, it'll at least help you not sound like a, like a dummy out there in uh, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> and um, let's get on to some other stuff. Yeah, sure. I uh, just want to talk about some quick news that might have came out uh, here recently. But uh Anthem has been reportedly uh, pushed back to early 2019. So if you you know if you were putting uh, Anthem on your uh, highly anticipated 2018 list, like I was, push it back another year because it's not probably not going to be here. Do you know what but early 2019 means? Late 2019, <laughs> <laughs> probably late 2019. Yeah. yeah, Anthem was my favorite YouTube game of the uh, of the past year. <laughs> it that has, video, <laughs> uh, it looks very good. So hopefully this delay increase like you know adds quality to the game and not um hopefully not receive a Battlefront two game from EA again. So that'd be awful. Um, sticking with the whole Bioware trend, uh, they they are working on the fourth Dragon Age, but uh, this is they had to do a uh, reboot of it. I guess you know they kind of did a they were I guess already developing how they want the game to be and they uh started all over from scratch because i guess it wasn't going well or not to their likings i'm have a feeling mm. this probably has something to do with andromeda and how uh, everybody felt about it but apparently they're working in uh what they're calling live elements uh but they are promising to keep the same strong focus on the characters and story that make dragon age good yeah, well, I would say Dragon Age is beyond good. It's all three of them are great games. Some were a little lacking in the same I would say focus. Two, the other ones. I would say two is good. I I think it's great. Yeah, to be honest yeah, with you, I think it's good. I don't I don't put it up there, you know, high, but I think it's good. I don't hate the game. I love it. But I their last two a lot. But the last one, Inquisition, was really good too. So I mean, strong really strong good. entry and yeah. amazing dragon fighting mechanics. Mm-hmm. If they yeah. keep with that, but it just. Keep with that formula, enhance the story. They can't go wrong, I don't think. Well, they could no. shift it to Frostbite and have everyone have janky eyes. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm almost positive that uh, Inquisition was Frostbite. It could be, but it certainly looked a lot more natural than Andromeda did. And I, I think it is a different complaint. art style, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't. I mean, as long as we don't get. I guess another Andromeda or a loot crate, like this. I don't know some kind of this, like I want a single player experience. I don't want some stupid, you know, quote unquote MMO Destiny type of clones. Not the not the bash on your favorite game there, Andrew. But mm-hmm. I don't want that at a Dragon Age. You know, 
Well, Dragon Age multiplayer is pretty decent, but it is all based upon loot crates and everything. You you really, if you have a group that's already been playing for a while oh, and you yeah, would that, like to join in, that's it, fine it's for multiplayer. Yeah. That's fine for multiplayer. Just don't put mm-hmm. that in my single player. Right. Yeah. But uh, I thought uh, Shadow of War did it though. Shadow of War did Sh- it with the uh, loot crates single player. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, they did, but I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say that those loot crates were quote unquote live elements. Those are more, um, because it wasn't really multiplayer. That, that you're right. You're right. Too. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it was. It was already pre and it was already in there before. Anyway, yeah, I agree. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what it is. Uh, this is maybe exciting for you, maybe not, but Rollercoaster Tycoon may be coming to the switch that sounds great if you can co if you can get it uh crowd funded so they're asking people to help fund their game which i thought uh you know that brand was pretty i thought a publisher on that i thought i didn't think they would need to be uh crowd funded to get a game going i could be wrong maybe it's one of those uh they didn't realize the the want for it on the switch but now that they realize the marketing team is they they need more funding so maybe. they ask they ask the community now you maybe. think maybe but, they're confusing it people with the um what was it planet coaster or roller coaster planet no, whatever that other one that came out was yeah uh, uh planet coaster uh was uh, i think independently published but no this yeah. is this is roller like i think there's a trailer out for it and everything for huh. well not like a game trailer but like a trailer for hey go fund us so we can make this game yeah, but which one are they the referring to? Because I mean, roller—I don't remember when the last one came out. Uh, Rollercoaster World was the last one that came out. It came out really recently, and it was not well received. Mm. But I don't know. I think it kind of fits good with the platform. Maybe I don't know. I've always played Rollercoaster on the PC, and it's kind of like a uh, city, quote unquote, city building game, like a like a Sim City type of deal. I don't know how that mm-hmm. how that'll translate to the Switch. Might be fun on the go. Maybe. I mean, I, I could play the classic on my iPhone or something, but I don't know. We shall see how well that. We'll see how if it gets funded and if it, it'll if it'll do well. Um, I'm excited, but uh, Civ Six is getting another new Civ, and it's Scotland. Uh, wow. So of course, you know, there's new. They got all these u- new unique units and. All this stuff, but uh, the biggest one, of course, is their unique uh building, or uh, their uh, I guess how would you, how would you say, like a district or whatever improvement mm. to the city, but it's a golf course. <laughs> no way, that's awesome. <laughs> so hey, that's, that's that's huge to civilization in general. That's gonna be interesting to see. I kind of want to see the artwork for the golf course. Like, I don't like how can you nuke? Like, I don't see a nuke like hit my golf course. That'd be awful and sad. That, that would, would be, be awful. Really rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they have those military units, but there can be only one. There can be only one. This is true. The Highlander? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get one Highlander to go out there and, you know, cut everyone else's head off. Yeah, so that'd be that'd be cool to see. I don't I think there might be one or two more civs they're going to announce before it comes out next month. But uh Nice. Like so they, are they announcing like go. one a week or something like that? It seems like we've had this news uh It's almost like it's coming out one a week. I don't think it's anything official, but I feel like it's kind of like they're kind of letting one out every week. 
So we have a leaker. Someone's leaking. <laughs> um, and if you're still playing this game, uh, ha- hats off to you. But uh, Pokemon Go Gen Three is going to release. Uh, I guess now, if you're listening to the podcast at a later date, it's already out. Um, yeah, I don't. I haven't really played that since like the second month, maybe. But it looks like they're doing new gen every year. So, what does that give you? Like at a high level, like is there any any interest in why you might come back if you used to be a Pokemon Go player to to catch new Pokemon? I don't yeah, think it's... there's anything to that game besides actually catching catch. Pokemon. Because hmm, you get okay. the show. the The idea is, I think, is to show as as a badge. Here's here's my collection, and you kind of scroll mm-hmm. up and be like, I have this many. That's what I've been seeing around people that still play. They're just like, Hey, check out my new whatever. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. I thought I was reading they had like some improvements to the gyms or something they, like that. They they did a while back. They had okay. uh they've changed like the gym battle systems and stuff. So it could be better, but it, uh, to me it's more of a collection game. The combat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just tapping a screen. There's no like real good combat like the uh the real uh, real games have. Um uh, I think that's what a lot of people wanted was like like a genuine Pokemon experience on their mobile phone. Yeah, I still want it. Yeah, me I too. Mean, and I don't even really care much for Pokemon. It just sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it'd be really cool to have a like an actual Pokemon game, like trading and like you can actually like walk up to somebody, like, hey, you want to have a battle and like have a battle instead of like I don't know whatever their gems. Is that was my anticipation for Pokemon Go, and it can that still was updated. Uh, also, I'm, I'm pretty sure they can still update this game to do it, but maybe the the backend system is just too ingrained in their their maybe I don't know. But eventually, they're working. It will I don't come know. Out. I, don't, I don't think we talked about this. Maybe this is old news, but they the same company is they're actually working on a uh, Harry Potter Go. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure how that'll work, but you, you catch underage wizards, maybe. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, a that's, uh, this is a real I'm thing. I'm struggling okay. with that one. Harry you know what uh, Pokemon Go needs is hmm. like an augmented reality glasses, where you just walk around and you just see these Pokemon come, you know, pop out of nowhere, and you. I mean, you chase if you want to buy, uh, if you want to buy like a thing to strap your phone to your face, you could do it that way. Yeah, you gotta be able to see through it though. I mean, the, with the AR mode, it like it uses like your phone's camera and places them in front of the yeah you know, wherever you're looking on the camera. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like wearing a VR headset, I guess, but with AR instead. Maybe they can. Maybe they can talk to uh, uh, Snapchat and get, find some use for those Snapchat glasses that came out a while back. There you go. That'd be cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like a. You want to talk about a a certain a certain streamer? Yes, yeah. Um, he he kind of blazed back with uh, more speed, momentum, and uh, violence. He uh, there was a video <laughs> from a thicker Richard mustache. <laughs> the mustache was thick, but more importantly, he was surrounded by family. Literally, his his wife had his, her legs uh-huh. wrapped around his neck and a knife to him. Oh, uh, he announced so at that point in time that he was coming back February fifth. And that he was creating a new club, um, going to be called the Champions Club. So, unfortunately, uh, for Christmas, I received a couple of Slick Daddy Club T-shirts uh, <laughs> that appear to already be uh, obsolete. I personally 
like the Slick Daddy Club. I do too. I'm gonna keep it, but um, it's it's uh, it's in the past now. I'm living, not uh, not moving forward into the future. <laughs> Ever evolving Twitch economy. Mm-hmm. But it's good but, to see uh, him back, and more importantly, uh, I don't, you know, Andrew had written this down, but mainly the important thing is that it seems like the family aspect is healthy, and that's that's important. Right. That, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, the, the streamer works best when everything in their life is going well, too. Mm-hmm. So, Agreed. That's what, yeah, that's what we want. We want, we want know, him to do well. Yeah, if you know what, like, what happened with the whole situation and everything, it's uh, very sad, but it, I'm glad that it looks like maybe it's on a uh, the up and up. So, yep, I'll be glad to have him back. Uh, one of my favorite I streamers. I miss, I miss watching uh Miss yeah, I, him. It's I miss fun. him. I don't even play the games he plays, and I miss him. So. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's very entertaining. I guess there's a reason why he won all these awards and became one of the most popular streamers. Uh, I think with just like a year or two, is just he is yeah. Twenty seventeen was his year. Yeah, he like literally brought like the entertainment. You don't have to watch what he's playing. He's the what's entertaining about his stream. Yeah, agreed. So that's good. That's good. Uh, I know we talked about Sea of Thieves a minute ago, but uh, can't, tell me how I can play this without buying the game. Sure. That's a very natural lead-in to the next thing I was wanting to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Xbox, uh, Microsoft had a, um, a Megaton announcement, gigantic announcement. They released earlier this year the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, you guys might have been familiar with it. They had uh, announced that they were going to make available about 100 new and legacy games that you'd be able to play for free. Um, well, I shouldn't say for free, but under this monthly pass, about nine ninety nine a month. You guys can to the, uh, the EA Origins, or was it Origin? What was like? What were they called there? EA so, Access, I think they call Access, it. Access, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so needless to say, it was a little underwhelming. It, it didn't really grab me. Um, most of the games I already owned. It really wasn't a good value proposition for me, but mm-hmm. today they announced or maybe even yesterday they announced all Microsoft published games will be included with the Xbox game pass on launch day, which is big. huge news. So we're not just talking about the sea of thieves games, um, mm-hmm. which of course, you know, is, is um, coming out in March, but also crackdown three Forza halo and gears of war releases are going to be yeah, it's any, able to any, download any, and play day one. It's any of the uh, what Microsoft uh, published games, right? Yeah, anything any that have like published ones. So I don't, you know, this might be too early to say, but probably even Fable, whenever it actually comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they It'll said all the backlog thing. too, as well. So oh, that's, really, that's amazing, right? Right. Yeah, it's it's a gigantic improvement to the streaming ecosystem because if you really look at what they what's out there right now, and you consider, okay, you got your playstation streaming service which is a bit pricey for what they offer and it's only retro grain uh, yeah. very retro very limited library you have to really yeah. want to play PS ps2 now. yeah yeah ps now you have to really want to play like ps2 era ps1 era games to really take advantage of it so exciting news but, um and you know what uh it's only about 10 bucks a month so you figure if you were gonna get sea of thieves for 60 dollars, well that's half a year right there and you yeah, probably played through that and a bunch of others. Crackdown when it came out. There's another. That's a full year there. Oh, crack no. Crackdown is that's what I'm looking forward to. So yeah. let's uh let's hope. 
Maybe. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think we'll see more? Uh, maybe everything starting around a this uh quote unquote like uh a pat like an umbrella pass where you pay monthly, like you subscribe the subscription to get new releases. Because yeah. I'm sure if yeah. Xbox is doing this, it's not gonna be long before Sony's like. We're doing it too, or we'll Ubisoft, or any yeah. of the other big publishers. I can well, see that happening. Successful is the thing. Is so far they haven't really been successful. It's been a mixed bag. People haven't really embraced the idea. You have some adopters, but generally it's people that are really wanting to, you know, be in that ecosystem. And even the EA one, um, I think if you sign up for it, you get like ten percent off of new releases, which is mm-hmm. essentially nothing. So if you were if you were buying the EA one and thinking you were going to play Madden on day one, you're buying it for $54 instead of 60. Right. You know, which yeah, is no, not going to make anyone excited. I think this is the first one that they're go- going out and say that you'll have the new games on release. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that everybody else will probably follow suit. Well, good. Yeah. And I hope to see more and more of this. It and maybe could be, it could be nice. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. And we'll be having, uh, or just like we'll subscribe to Xbox and like you just have all these subscriptions and playing games as they come out and so maybe this is the end of the sixty dollar error. I don't know. It's hard no. to say for PC. It's hard to say for PC. I mean, it's already really been this, the end of the sixty dollar era because everything is is sixty dollars plus your DLC that's coming up, right? And then mm-hmm. of course with all the other things you pay for little microtransactions. Um, I mean, the only things that are different is now indie titles are cheap. Mm-hmm. So really, the the whole the whole ecosystem is going to change. This is this is mainly for the people that really have no idea what to play. And ten dollars a month, you'd be paying that like that's less than a WoW subscription, and you're getting all like all these all these single player and multiplayer games. Crazy! Yeah. It's what that's classics too. One hundred and twenty. Like if you play Xbox, that's one hundred and twenty bucks a year, and you get all of the Microsoft published games as they release. That's not that's not a bad deal. Like one hundred twenty bucks is you know two games. So. Yeah, that's a great yeah, deal. That's... Exactly. Yeah, if you if you just said of the list of Sea of Thieves, Crackdown, Forza, Halo, Gear of War, or Fable, like any of those, if you just said, okay, I was going to buy two of them, then your decision's already made. It's it's paid for. Yeah, or, you know, play Sea of Thieves for three months, and you're like, well, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I only spent 30 bucks. Good thing I didn't spend 60. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad way. I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see if uh, who else follows this kind of uh, pattern, but uh, real quick before we move away from the uh, gaming news and stuff, uh, of course, let's give Andrew his uh, his uh, soapbox to talk about Destiny. We have to talk about Destiny. There's a lot of people in Discord that still play <laughs> Destiny, guys. Come on, actually, so for contractually for... obligated, <laughs> contractually, contractually obligated. obligated. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's here's what's happening with the with. Wrath Incarnate, we have reached 7,700 people. Uh, congratulations. Not all guilds. And that is, this is this is after a purge. We purged nearly 500 people. And that means we went back to like 7,200 or something, 7,100. And now we're back up 7,700. So people still want to find the, a good, good clans. People still want to play this game, get in there, meet people, you know, have really good raid raid quality uh you know loot and experiences so we're happy about that we're happy to provide good lfg a good lfg place and a just a good friendly environment in our discord so we're happy about that um 
Right in Destiny Two news recently, faction rallies. Yeah, does anyone know what faction rallies are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, happened. Was a future this week. future work cult one, right? This is this one's the no, actually, one, right? actually, uh, New Monarchy one. Oh, that's right. Never mind. That was yeah, New New Monarchy one because they have the best lion like red. It makes you look like what are they called in Star Wars? Those uh, those red fully oh, the Imper- the Imperial Guard, Imperial the Guard, Pre- Praetorian. Yeah, Praetorian Guard. It, you look exactly like that. Like that's what it looks like. It looks Ooh, awesome. That's sick. So, so I, I was able to get all of that gear and really be really happy with it. Um, so New Monarchy One Faction Rallies showed up. They they changed the system to where you can actually buy the gear, given that you just play the game. So, for instance, if last time when last time you couldn't buy the gear, it wasn't available at the vendor. You actually had to, you know, roll the dice, keep going till you get all the gear. Now, there's something like if you unlock two packages and you haven't received this item yet, you can now buy it with some tokens. So that's really good. I'm glad they changed. Um, that's a good quality of life that. improvement there. Absolutely. So you, you eventually you will get the full the full gear. You will eventually get it if you play enough. Mm-hmm. Then they added ornaments, which will change the way your gear looks. I assume every faction rally or event that they update the ornaments. So last time you got this the base level new monarchy gear or future war cult or dead orbit. Looks pretty cool. But now on this faction rally, they added ornaments, which completely like changes the set. And now then you can get those ornaments by just completing stuff like um, super kills on the EDZ or generate orbs, generate 200 orbs and you unlock this ornament or uh, un- uh, go go defeat a Nightfall with the full um, new monarchy garb and you get this ornament. So you're just playing the game, plus it's giving you rewards. Another good, another good thing that Bungie did, in my opinion, uh, with faction rallies. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I really think, you know, I've been kind of critical of the game, um, and I think rightfully so, um, in that I really felt like there maybe wasn't a whole lot of reason to play for a lot of folks. And this is, you know, giving them some, you know, good rewards to, you know, come back, have fun with the game and, you know, pimp your character a little bit. And the next event that's coming out is Iron Banner. I think a lot of people are going to be excited for that, uh, mainly because if they if you see what they're doing with the the gear and how they're changing it now with the faction rallies, you can automatically assume that this um, that the Iron Banner is going to be a little bit different and it's going to be better because you can actually get the gear this time instead of having to roll for it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So pick your teams now, get your stack teams ready, and we'll uh, get into the Iron Banner uh, soon enough. Destiny 2 has been pretty good to me lately. Still slowing down a little bit, but I think it's on the up and up. Cool. Hopefully, uh, when is it with spring? Is that when the next DLC will be hitting? Uh, hitting it. DLC. I'm not sure, honestly. I probably should look that up. Um, not. I don't oh. think it's spring, though. Hit you, I, hit you out in left field there. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm <laughs> more. I'm more looking at. I'm more looking at the 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 event to event plus the the quality of life changes because when the expansion hits. That's mostly like storyline, light level increase, maybe possibly a new raid layer. Those things I know I'm going to get. But 
what's what's necessary right now is the is the the loot system needs to change like the the, the game needs to change and mm-hmm. those are coming up in the the upcoming updates that they're going to be rolling out that, which was i think once next week one one quality of life is next week and then february and then april so looking forward to that why uh, my question is if we have we have to be the largest destiny community around like where's our recognition from bungie um so here's bungie in destiny one they had a huge rollout on community and and like streamers like they focus a lot on that they actually had a focus point every week uh in their this week at bungie to say or not in this week a bunch of it was like a whole nother like post. It was like this community, check them out. Um, they inter- we interviewed them, you know, that sort of thing and check out what they're doing for the community and, and what they're, what they're doing and what they're going to do in the future for, but for destiny. Now they just completely went 180 on that. And they just, they took that all out. I think they, maybe because all the streamers are moving to other games, unfortunately, maybe I feel yeah. like, like if you spotlight, you things it makes it feel like the community is more alive and i think if you take that away it kind of doesn't feel as alive but yeah i would still love it so bungie of course if you're listening uh wrath incarnate we're positive friendly and i i believe we're the largest clan out there so (laughs) prove us wrong (laughs) prove us wrong i would like to see a larger clan yeah and bungie if you're also listening uh tell tell your friends because it doesn't seem like I feel like people of your magnitude were to spread the news a little bit more. <laughs> but I guess that's it for the gaming stuff. But uh, I'll, I'll kind of make a little here, my little transition. You guys, you guys know Duke Nukem, right? I oh, love Duke Nukem. Love that game. Yeah, Duke Nukem, the movie directed by Michael Bay, starring John Cena. <laughs> okay, it sounds like a terrible joke. Guys, I just but woke it's up real. But it's real. But it's real. That Duke <laughs> Nukem is... was going to be a movie directed by Michael Bay, starring Michael Sarah. <laughs> Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is not a joke. This, this is not a joke. Nice. Michael Bay. This fits. Is this fits though. Doing Duke Nukem, and Duke Nukem is John Cena. So I don't know how this movie's gonna work because you can't see John Cena. So <laughs> that is true. He's invisible. He is a <laughs> I don't vampire. Don't know how this movie's gonna work. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's no game out. I guess to I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll just be. You know, Duke Nukem's all cheesy one-liners know. and explosions and you know special Sounds effects with weird Bay. aliens. Yeah, it's it's. If there was a movie. Michael Bay was born to produce. Has Michael Bay done an R? Like, I feel like Duke Nukem needs to be an R movie, though. Uh, You know, I really think about who's the audience, right? And you I think mean, about like, who's the fans, so... right? John Cena is the audience. Um, now, when you talk about, like, who actually is the audience for Duke Nukem, I mean, he, he's not yeah. really relevant nowadays, like... It's kind of like a nostalgia, like kind of grab at people's nostalgia. It's been 20 plus years since his first game came out that everyone played, you know, Duke Nukem 3D. Are we going to forget the last one? Like that one didn't happen. uh, Yeah, no one, no one. 
talks about that. It never happened. Yeah, it was there. Then that game never happened. So yeah, I um you know, I really struggle to see who the audience is, but you know, he he took Transformers from something that people would think about and kind of reminisce on and and made it very much a uh an awful movie series that makes a lot of money. So uh maybe he can do the same thing with Duke Nukem. Oh man, I I feel like if it's not rated R and it's not true to the that game series cuz I mean, the game series is very uh from a mature audience, I would say it, it it wouldn't be very well received if it's not true to its roots. I don't. I think it doesn't matter. They're looking for the money at this point. It, it's I Michael mean, Bay and John, it is, John it is Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. An explosion happens and a bag of money falls from the sky. Right. Yeah. Next is Serious Sam, directed by Michael Bay. Oh god. Probably. And I love Probably. Serious Sam. <laughs> Serious Sam. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, of course, historically, video game movies do terrible. So, don't expect anything besides. I that. actually still want to watch. I still want to watch Michael Fassbender in Assassin's Creed. I still want to watch that. I'm I've sure, I'm sure it. it was horrible. I watched it. Um, I really, really want to like it. It's not awful, but it's not. Uh, I don't know. It had Michael Fassbender in it, so you're thinking, yeah, yeah. good movie. Yeah, and you're. But this is more like, oh, okay. Yeah, I should have rented this. That's unfortunate because he's such a good actor that you really feel yeah. like it. He, you know, he can kind of carry things. Like you're thinking, class up a movie. Of, yeah, definitely. He's been the best part of those uh, alien movies that have been coming out recently. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, he he brings such great and as Magneto in the X Men movies. You know, oh yeah. yeah, he's so good in those. But no, uh, the Assassin's Creed movie is. Uh, uh, it never broke past the uh, being a video game. Mm. Mm. So maybe maybe one day we'll get a good video game movie. One day. I mean, <laughs> maybe we shall see. Uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know. This is this terrible transition. I don't have a transition for this. But uh, have you guys seen Super Troopers? Love Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Yeah. Uh, the sequel. The trailer for the sequel dropped. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That, um... Yeah, then, you know, uh, was it uh, Officer Farva? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those guys. That, that You know what? I always wondered why there was never a sequel for it because it was such a quotable movie and it was such a, a funny movie. And, you know, where, where else are you going to hear the line, you know, they're watching Afghanistan animation? <laughs> you know. that, uh, I'm excited. Uh, the uh, premise of the movie is pretty interesting. No, tell uh, us. Yeah, uh, so uh, apparently in this movie, uh, their uh, dur- their jurisdiction extends into Canada. So now they're going to have to adapt to the uh, Canadian lifestyle. So a lot of antics to be ahead there with the Mounties, of course, being the uh, Canadian police force. It's going to uh, be funny, I'm sure. It's going to be funny. It's going to be funny. And of course, uh, the release date is 420. Hmm. Haha, dem boys. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited. I love the first one. I think I don't think my wife's seen. I need to let her watch that movie. That movie is she so doesn't... good until about the last ten minutes, and it just kind of kind of falls off the cliff for me. But it's so good all the way up until it kind of goes from uh, a lot of like funny satire to serious. Right, <laughs> it gets serious out of nowhere. And you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Go back to like saying meow to people. 
uh, pull people over and say meow more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I like the movie a lot. So, and I don't know, maybe I don't know. I, I, you guys probably haven't started this, but uh, we have Infinity War coming out here pretty soon. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, on May fourth, which is kind of weird. You would think that it's a Star Wars thing, but anyway, um, I have been doing a uh, Marvel Universe rewatch. Oh yeah. So, um. There's plenty of movies now that uh, you can, every week, you watch one new Marvel movie, and once you finish all of the releases, the very next week, Infinity War will come out. Oh, cool. So let's talk it through then. So you started off with... Um, uh, the very first Hulk? one's Iron Man. Oh, I thought Hulk would be first. Uh, you would think so, but really, it's Iron Man. I, okay. I also thought Hulk was first, but when I looked into this, it's Iron Man. Okay. Then that's uh, a great starting you... point, because it's a great movie. Yeah, if you were to start this, uh, let me look at the calendar here. I think you were supposed to start it on uh, the last week of December. Mm. If you really wanted to uh, like have it lined up right. But uh, yeah, you, get, you do Iron Man first for the first week. I think right now, I think this is the fourth week. Let's see, Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Thor? Iron Man 2, Thor, oh, okay. Captain America. Iron Man Two then, is one I would probably skip over. Really? I really. Okay, anyway, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Iron Man Two. I like Thor. Um, I'd skip over Three, but I would. You, I would watch. Oh two. no, Three's great. I would three skip is Thor. So what? Three's bad. underrated. Three's underrated. It's really. Three it's really is so good. good. Yeah. I. Uh, we're getting way off topic. Anyway, yeah, yeah let's get back. Uh, <laughs> we can debate this in a second. Iron Man, Hulk. Oh, we will. Uh, Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America. And I think this week is supposed to, like uh this coming up weekend, which would be the twenty seventh, the Saturday. Yeah, would be the Avengers. Cool. So, so, so going forward, are you gonna kind of recap us what you watched over the previous weeks or previous week? Uh I can, I can, I can do that going forward. I'm actually okay. not caught I mean, up yet. I'm a couple weeks behind, so I gotta, I gotta watch Captain America and the Avengers this week, and I'll be on top of it. Uh, I like both um, of those too. That's gonna be fun. But since Black Panther comes out in this period, it actually falls into the schedule too. So one week you'll watch, I think it's going to be like Iron Man 2. And then right after Iron Man 2, you'll go watch Black Panther. And then you'll jump back into uh, Thor, the Dark World, and continue till Infinity War. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I forgot so much about these movies. Um, Like I was watching the first Iron Man, or no, second Iron Man. And, uh, the, I don't know if you guys remember, there's a scene where he's talking to uh, like a group of Congress or maybe senators mm-hmm. um, and they're like trying to get him to hand over the Iron Man suit to the military because it's a weapon or whatnot. And the one that's like really fighting to like get the Iron Man suit taken away from him was revealed to be a Hydra member in uh, Winter Soldier. And I was like, wait a second, that's the dude from Winter Soldier. Like I completely forgot about all these little mini side characters that Marvel has created along the way. And like they really flush this universe out. Like it's very in depth. Oh yeah. Um even um early on they were saying something to the effect of uh Tom Holland is actually an extra in one of the yep. early I don't think he actually movies. was, but Or like he's supposed to be. Yeah, they're saying that uh in Iron Man two, uh, there's a scene where the robot lands in front of a kid and he's about to obliterate him and the kid holds up he's got a fake Iron Man suit on, he holds his hand up like he's gonna shoot him. And the Iron Man mm-hmm. comes down and saves the kid. They were saying that that kid was actually Peter Parker, you know, in retrospect. So that's kind of, I mean, at the time, they probably didn't think that. 
but why not go ahead and put that in there now? It's a it's a good retcon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, had, we had Spider-Man all along. Of course, Look how smart we had Spider-Man. We and with you know, I'm ex- I'm I'm really excited to see what they do post Infinity War now that they own almost every Marvel character again since Disney bought Fox. Like X Men's X Men's back in the fold. Deadpool's in the fold. Uh, Fantastic Four is back in the fold. So maybe maybe when I'm in my uh, mid forties, I will be <laughs> watching. Uh, all these again and taking like a whole year to watch every movie and get caught up. See Thanos fight a uh, Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> all the crossovers. But yeah, I kind of, I'll kind of do like a little, like a little, maybe like a little recap of uh, what happened previously leading into infinity war. That'd be kind of cool. fun. Yeah. It's been, it's been uh, a 10 years plus since the first ones it's, to come out. So. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And shame on you for hating Iron Man so much. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is so good. Iron Man 2 is good. Iron Man 3 is horrible. Didn't he get drunk <sighs> and destroy his house in Iron Man 2? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. It's it's a character. He's evolving as a character. Anyway. He's drunk. Go home. <laughs> Go home. Um, he's already home. Oh, he's dead. I think I uh, talked either last week or the week before last, uh, but they like delayed the release of the third Cloverfield movie, which I think was supposed to release like in the spring of this year. Yeah, God Particle, right? Uh I think that was like the cult name for it. Yeah, like that was supposed to, uh, supposed to be like something in like in space was happening in space as whatever was happening on Earth mm-hmm. was going on. Uh apparently Netflix is trying to buy the rights to it. So I don't know if it's not made and they're trying to get it made via Netflix or if Netflix wants to buy the movie and release it exclusively on Netflix. But I don't know, maybe maybe we can see like the whole Cloverfield universe be fleshed out in like a Netflix series or yeah, why like not? Many they spend movies. ninety million dollars on Bright, you know, why not go ahead and buy <laughs> Cloverfield three? I mean, I feel like Netflix is a good a good fit for a movie like those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and really, Cloverfield Lane was like a really well regarded movie. Was, I'm really surprised. That was really that, like, good. It's even like I figure people be jumping all over three. Yeah, I think. The lane is probably more not really regarded for the universe, but more of how you're in, like, I don't want to spoil much, but you're in one, like, bunker the entire movie, and there's not a lot of change in setting. Mm-hmm. And, ah, oh, place is so good. So good. But, uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe here soon we'll see some, some aliens from the Cloverfield universe on Netflix. Oh, did that spoil it? I don't know. <laughs> If you didn't know, Cloverfield's about aliens. Oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> it's not Ruined. about four-leaf clovers? Oh, my goodness. I'm no, sorry. no, okay. there's no fields full of clovers. I think those all got uh, destroyed by the aliens. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Do we not want to talk about <laughs> Godzilla or no? Well, let's, yeah, yeah, let's go through I haven't. I personally haven't looked into it yet, but if you guys have, well, yeah, because go ahead. Because we, have, like we actually it. have a, a hidden channel for anime fans in a Discord, and we have a lot of anime fans out there. Uh, some watch Godzilla, and I we've shared some opinions on it. And just, just for the most part, I think Rob and I agree that the quality of animation and the voice acting and... That 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 aspect, the graphics, is top notch. Oh yeah, it's it's. Was it 
amazing quality uh the you know the graphical like the computer screens they use and the the color mixing that they do it's it's a beautiful anime i'm I'm blown away by just the detail that they were able to get in there absolutely the, every single was it, detail was, was great yeah was it done by the uh castlevania group or is it a different group different group i assume i i'm not sure which one but uh i know there's different animation styles specifically this one's more you could see the 3d aspect uh where as the castlevania is more 2d from what i remember mm-hmm. so but for, for godzilla like that that aspect top notch but the storyline you know, it started strong. I kind of understood. I'm I'm understanding like the point of view of where where it's going, where humanity's going, uh, where their specific um you should say crew is going. And then without spoiling anything, like walk me through what is the story. See, that's that's the aspect of where I, I, I think it's I can compli- say it's complicated. Spoiling. It's complicated though. Like you're well, not gonna not get really. out of it. Okay, so I'll, I'll 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 lay the groundwork. How about that? And okay. This, yeah. Like at a at a you know ten thousand foot. Give level, me a foundation. Your foundation is that Godzilla's wrecking stuff, okay. and the entire world decides to leave Earth. And as he oh, is, so it's like really bad. Yeah, they they it's you know probably a couple you know a couple years in the future, and that they have these huge uh, migration like pilgrimage ships that they're loading everyone up on and. You know, Godzilla's made such a mess of everything, they're going to just leave and start off new. And essentially what happens is you find them, they've been out for a while. Um, There's some interesting mathematics that they use with uh, light speed travel and how much time has actually passed on Earth versus, you know, how old the people are that are on the ship. Um, So essentially they're just looking to determine what to do. And since, you know, um, Godzilla's in the title. They decide to go back to Godzilla and they're hoping he's dead and they find out he is not. <laughs> he is very much not dead. Well, actually, waiting. I mean, should we, we go, we already went further, but they have a plan, right? They do have a plan, but I don't uh, let, let people look into it. I, okay. I tell you what, you won't be disappointed if you would like to see a well-crafted, um, interesting take on Godzilla and, in kind of an attack on Titan dressing. It's actually very much like attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah. So I'll leave it that my review so far yeah. is I thought it was going to be a series. It turns out it's only one episode. It's a hour and a half long episode and spoilers. I didn't actually see all of it. I'm, I still have a few more minutes to watch. Oh, so um, it's like a movie. Right. So basically it's an hour and a half long movie. And so far I've liked what I've seen, but I, Andrew, I watched, you've seen it all. Yeah. So go ahead and take it. I watched all and I'm I'm on the like the six like six out of ten ish mainly six, because of the story. You, six out of ten. I do review it as six out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Because here's when I if if I don't So it's entertaining. It, I don't like to do this too often, but like relate it to other like big monster animes or something like that, or related to another one. Attack on Titan, when I watched the first episode, I was so drawn in, I wanted to keep watching other episodes. This one, when I watched the full hour and a half, it's basically watching two, maybe three Attack on Titan episodes, and I wasn't like wanting more of it. It, it really drags I, on. I was, so I'm assuming that it is left open for uh a follow-up and you're saying that you're like i don't care what the follow-up does yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i will i i will give it a chance though for sure because it, of course. it's there 
but it's one of those things that it it needs it needs a bit more it needs something something more especially mm-hmm. story okay. story wise yeah and but i, I mean, stopped six out of ten it. so it is entertaining yeah it I is entertaining because i got a little bored you know it was just it was dragging you know i have limited time for you know being able to consume stuff so exactly. for me i i had to like drop out just because i'm like i'll save this for another time when i've got some time to kill right yeah Hmm. it's it's good i would if you're an anime fan if you're a big monster fan like that sort and like that quality of anime i'd say give it a shot of course you know it's an hour and a half long if you don't really like it you can stop watching it's not a big investment at least yeah (laughs) it's not like you have to watch like a whole season to get in like to get into it yeah season so good it's not like someone make it the first it's like someone comes up to you and says you never watched Doctor Who? Why don't you start at episode one or like these episodes? There's like hundreds and hundreds of episodes or something. It'll like take you years to watch them all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or like someone saying, hey, you want to start Naruto? I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> 10,000 episodes. Still haven't watched that. So I, I'm guessing I should never jump into that. Yeah. It was, it was definitely yeah. worth mentioning, though, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. If nothing else, just seeing where anime shows are it, like the technical aspect of it it was amazing to see mm-hmm. i know you, uh, and over at the uh we talk nerd podcast discord i know you guys are talking about something else so do you want to talk about this week or you want to hold off on that the uh the uh, altered carbon oh yeah well um let's wait till that actually we can, comes out we can that, wait. that comes out february okay. 2nd so not next week but the week after i i intend okay. to binge that and i will have a review um, okay. I will, for those that don't know, it's very much a cyberpunk, uh, murder mystery type of, uh, thriller. Uh, it looks absolutely amazing. I am, I am pumped, but I'm going to try to hold back a little bit because I feel like I got burned a little bit with bright. That's like, I guess we need to wrap it up. We're running out of time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll start off with, uh, uh, any, 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 Rob. Excellent. Close us out. All right. Um, Come join me on Xbox Live to play Sea of Thieves Beta. Um, by the time you hear this, you should still have a couple more days. Uh, look for us on the Pixel Pub uh, Club. I'll be, uh, I am an admin on there. I'll get a notification right to my phone that you're looking to join and want to become a, a pirate. So I will help you on this endeavor. So reach out. Let's do it. Andrew? Yeah, that's that's part of the Xbox Club, and that that doesn't have to be on Xbox. You can be on Xbox the app too. So just making sure you guys know. PC. Yeah, basically. PC. So because your P yeah. your PC is basically an Xbox now. Yep. If you're on Windows 10. And Rob, I'll get your information up on the the crew page, which is on PixelPubGaming.com, which you can find our crew for you know we talk nerd podcasts or my information. Uh, that that'd be gamer tags where you can find me, uh, of course. Pixelpubgaming.com has our latest podcast right on the front page. Um, you can find information regarding our clans, and I'll probably throw up some more stuff up there because you know we... the, old, the old podcasts are also available. Aren't yeah, I, I have to come up with you know basically another page, maybe even link them mm-hmm. to to our blogs because I have a blog post for every single podcast. I might as well just add add a link in there for for the podcast. But yeah, I do have them in there. Yeah, somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, check out our Discord. Come join us on the Pixel Pub Discord, and come come join the We Talk Nerd podcast channel and talk to us. I mean, it's been pretty responsive. I, I think as uh, 
as far as some of the channels go, we're pretty we're pretty active over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, consider it our like gaming news channel, and people like to listen and talk to us about it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll throw out so. some shout outs. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, to to Thrust. He's always there. Um, yep. You know, some of the other uh, regulars. It's uh, always good seeing people. You know, come on and you know give us ideas about what they want to hear about and everything. So I'd encourage you know anyone else that would like to uh, give us some information or give us some topics that they want to hear talked about, you know, that's a, uh, it's a big part of it. And I know I'm forgetting a ton of other people besides thrust, but I always see thrust. <laughs> so shout out to you, buddy. Thrust is always on there. Yeah. Sorry. We can't talk about Android games. I'm not, I don't know anybody who plays a lot of those, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I may bop AEBOP. So, uh, share us, tell us, tell your friends, Hey, I got a really cool podcast. Check it out. Um, it will be on iTunes, SoundCloud, po- uh, was it Pocket Cast? Um, maybe this week will be on YouTube. Andrew, cough, cough. I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're pr- we're pretty available. We're out there. So, only thing we're not on is uh, the radio. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Who does that anymore? But, uh, what is that? What's a radio anyway? That'll be it. Uh, that's for this week, and uh, maybe hopefully Jared will be. I know Jared said he'll be here this week. He lied. He's not. He's out of town. Um, but maybe he'll be here next. But week. next week. So uh, see you guys later. See ya. Bye.